Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f? Are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for a limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey everyone, it is the Red Men Originals podcast. I'm Paul Meach and Chris Pajak. Is, we're all in blood, so we're all in mourning today. We're all in black. What happens um, when Hendo and Fabinho leave in the same week? Dress for a funeral. <laughs> yeah. Chloe Bloxham, Dan Club, uh, complete the lineup in here. Yeah, for a very solid. No legs looking. No, yeah, no one's. I mean, Dan did try. He's got his podcasting kecks on. Podcast today. pants, of course, yeah. Um, they went on last week, were they? No, no, I had um, I had shorts with like an under gusset uh. going on last week. <laughs> so I didn't need to. Right, so uh, we're going to be catching up on what's been going on in the last week, um, which is to to say a bit, um, we'll be underselling it slightly, uh, yeah, Fabinho, Henderson stuff, getting people's thoughts on that, and then moving on, we're going to kind of take that a step further, live in the world where that that is happening, uh, and then what that means for Liverpool's transfer plans, but that'll be part two. Um, yeah, part one is basically going to be reacting to the current situation that we're in and thoughts on either of those players. If you want to interact with us, if you're live uh, watching us on YouTube, then you can do, feel free. Uh, but let's dive in. Um, yeah, things went absolutely wild between Wednesday and Thursday to the point where we were all just like, every time someone went to talk about something, the situation, Chris, had completely changed. It was a wild day of refreshing Twitter feeds. It was, I just about got used to the idea that Henderson might be leaving and then they dropped the Fabinho bombshell on you and then that, it's just wild, wasn't it? And like, I still, I still can't really believe that Jordan's going to leave in the in this sort of manner. To be mm-hmm. honest with you, but it looks right now like he, he is going to. I think Fabinho obviously looks a little bit closer to happening. I think you know everything's sort of agreed bar and medical for for the sakes of this conversation. And and football in terms, we did a red men react, didn't we, last week? I was three mm. here and. Um, I was very much from a football perspective, I'm okay with it. But the more I've sort of thought about it, i sort of more gone to what Dan was saying on the day, to be honest with you. And that is like, from a football perspective, I'm okay with those players leaving, but it very much feels like Liverpool have had their pants pulled down and don't know which way to turn. And if they've... If they've planned for this for three months, I expect them to come up with the right answer. But right now, I'm looking at thinking it's going to be very difficult to come up with the right answer first time for Liverpool. And that's where there's a little bit of fear coming in from me at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I've just watched the TIFO, latest TIFO video, and they talk about how half of Premier League transfers fail. I talk about this all the time because it's a, it's a Paul Tompkins mm. sort of line. He's done years and years of research into transfers. And if you expect all of your transfers to be a success, then you're going to be up for disappointment. But that's what it's, this has done, Dan, is it's, it's added pressure to the whole to the whole endeavour. You now need almost all of you if you sign even if you only said one more, you now need all three to work mm. because you've put a lot on those guys being the main 
guys for you, really, if you're losing the, the the old guard at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. What we had done earlier in the window is we'd lost a lot of fringe players, and you couldn't really call some of them fringe players, to be honest with you. They were so unavailable at times, some of them. But you'd replace them with genuine first-team starters. That was a real sort of upgrade on what you had. Now we're looking to replace one, arguably two, first-team starters with similar and that's not as easy to go and do all of a sudden especially when the market's kind of been taken a little bit already some key players have made some moves we've obviously made two of our moves already so like I say those further down the line with Chelsea and stuff like that so it becomes very difficult for us especially as sort of Chris alludes to when we haven't planned for it like we're so unprepared for this that like Henderson was gone on that flight obviously to Germany Fabinho was supposed to be on it all of a sudden he's pulled off last minute so Liverpool we are sort of historically very good at planning for windows and sort of planning in advance. This has come out of the blue, and that's what's so frightening about it because you just know us reacting to stuff we don't do particularly well in transfer windows because we haven't had to for so long. All of a sudden, it's baby out of the bathwater time, and how we respond to it is absolutely crucial. What are your thoughts, Claire? I'm a bit scared, to be honest, because, look, we all know Fabinho fell off a cliff last season, and... You know, I, I still think 40. I think everyone's happy with 40. And I can understand why, because it's similar to what we paid for him. My problem is, is I know Fabinho had the heights that he could of 2019, where he was the best, best DM. He just was. Mm-hmm. And what Liverpool have got to go and do is, they've got to go and instantly replace him to someone who can be much better than what Fabinho's base level is just now, or at least match it, but also be able to have the heights of Fabinho from the seasons where we dominated, where we won. And that is, I, I don't think we're all sat here and we're like, yeah, 40 mil, boss. I don't think anyone's looked at the replacements because I look at the replacements and I'm sat there thinking, oh my God, no, 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 no. Like, Careful, Chloe, this is, this is part two territory. Is anything, into then, is there anything? I'll stop there. Um, <laughs> I just, there's a, there's a lot of, of like, uncertainty about it because there's so, it's, it's such a different level like you mentioned there you're not getting rid of players who are bench players who are players who can come off an impact you need players now to replace them that are going to hit the ground running that are going to elevate your team instantly and if they're not going to elevate them they at least need to be at the same of what it was it's that the, the football decision stuff you talk about Chris is like when if you got if you make it a really basic on paper argument of a 29 year old who had his worst season and looked like he might be starting to wane and a 33 year old guy who looks like the team's evolved beyond any of the positions that he plays he plays best then I'm all in on the idea of getting good money for these guys and moving them on but it's the it's the timing of it as well it's, it's, and I think Chloe's point is spot on for that it's if this is in if you're this is all in your control that's cool. But everyone I've spoken to, and it was something I did on uh, spoke to Neil on Geno Insight today. Like this is this was just not part of Liverpool's plan at all. And the, the analogy I used is a bit like, you know, playing musical chairs on DMs, and nobody's told us that we're playing the game until the music stops. Mm-hmm. And now the music has stopped, and Arsenal are already sat down on Declan Rice. Yeah. You know, there's a bunch of other ones that have that are, that are a little bit closer. Yeah, I'm yeah, well, well, was it Amrabat and Man United? Well, Amrabat's still not there, but this is the this is the thing. There's a couple of lads who are still kind of floating around in a couple of clubs, but they 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 knew it was happening, so they're already ho- Chelsea Casado yeah. is like they're hovering over the chair here. They're ready to sit down. They've got that. They've got one hand firmly on it, and we're still we go. Sorry, whatever. What are we doing? Whatever. <laughs> what's the situation? Where are the chairs? You know that's and that that's. 
and to go back to college. Just love missing lads. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And, and it's yours. But yeah. but that that and that goes to Chloe's fears. And I I don't I don't think we're there yet because there's a lot of transfer window yet to go, Chris. But we've been here before when Liverpool have lost a player and not been fully prepared for what happens next. That's how you end up with. Mario Balotelli and that's how you end up with Arthur Mello if you don't then go and get it right yeah it's right I mean the, the other thing the, the other wrinkle that makes it uncomfortable for me at the moment is like I'm still not sure what formation we're planning on playing yeah. next season yeah. and if we play, if we want to keep our options open which I think would probably be the smart thing to do mm. you go in there with the idea that it's probably going to be the box midfield with a little bit of 4-3-3 thrown in there like that changes all of that as well because to play that four three three you do need a designated sort of destroyer mm-hmm. or somebody who can play that six. Now both of those lads who would play the six probably next season, number one and number two, maybe by Chetich's number two over mm-hmm. I'll let you argue that mm-hmm. yourselves, whatever, in your own heads. But there there's two of your three six options gone. So yeah. that's almost out the window straight away. And then you're back with the Trent Alexander-Arnold at right-back and you still need a right-back and all this type of stuff. If you stick with the box midfield, you know, I think you can probably do it with a McAllister and a Trent Alexander-Arnold if they're both to stay as a two-man midfield, Mm -hmm. which means you need... That probably leans you more towards the 4-2-3-1 being your backup option rather than the 4-3-3. But all of these things feel like... This needs proper planning, mm. and yeah. it need you need to have thought this through properly to be able to execute it when it comes to the season. And I don't feel like we've had that. And all the options that I read, which we'll talk about in, in in part two, it doesn't feel like any of them are the right pick to me, to be honest yeah. with you. Yeah. And I think that's the sort of scary thing is I do trust Liverpool to get it right, and I do expect Liverpool to take a step back to get better. And I think that's the aim always, isn't it? It's how do you improve week in, week out? How do you improve every single transfer window? How do you get better through coaching, et cetera, et cetera? But right now, I can't see us getting better. I can see us getting worse. Because yeah. it's only two players that are coming out. We're not actually being linked with midfielders. Yeah. Which by now, I was saying uh, on the Fan Interactive show before, I was looking forward to doing Mondays. I was like, all right, Tendo and Fabinho, that, that'll probably be sorted. The links will start coming in on mm. Monday and the links haven't. We've had these four players that we've sort of tentatively been spoken about, but there's no Liverpool have made a bid. There's no actual stuff. And you're like, well, hang on a minute. Are we now selling someone? And we don't want to be in a situation where everyone knows how much money we've got. Liverpool don't yeah. want to be in that situation where they've got £60 million and you're going in for someone. Two weeks before the season starts, training's already on the go, and you're going, can I have your midfielder? Yeah, £60 million, but he's only worth 40 but you've got 60 lads. Yeah. Mm, yeah. <laughs> the, the yeah. Without talking uh, you know, part two about the people, it also worries me that we were already going after a DM anyway mm-hmm. as a backup. And to think that that backup, that everyone knew was going to be a backup, you know, to think that Liverpool might just make shift it and go, oh no, actually he now just becomes no, he should not just become first choice. That's not how this works. You can't just do that. If he was coming to become your understudy, he still needs to be your understudy because you've clearly identified promising player, such and such, need this player for years in the future, but he's not good enough to fully go now. Um so it worries me that we were already in the market for a DM. Now the fact that our DMs actually go and everyone else is going to be like, great, as soon as you've come to us, well, it's all like we've got the, the deck of cards because you've been an him off and we know exactly what you need. The, I think the Henderson stuff is really weird, isn't it, Dan? You know, it's 
he's fallen foul of how we now find out about transfers in mm. a huge, huge way. You know, in reality, he should be sat here now, in Germany training as he is, but with this, the this little. His part in this shouldn't be anywhere near as known as it is, but because it's so arse about tit, mm. he's sat in a training camp now, no, knowing that he knows and everyone else knows that he's effectively agreed this deal mm-hmm. to go and play. It's Liverpool and the clubs now who can't, who, who obviously seemingly miles apart on the valuations of the footballer. It's left him in a limbo, and look, but people can care or not care about that. I care in so much as I do feel as as sorry as you can feel for someone who's potentially about to earn seven hundred thousand pounds a week, um, but what that does, you know what I mean, of him of him having that kind of hanging over his head and everyone else in the camp knowing that, from a very like low key sense, it is a bit funny, and I'm certain like they'd have absolutely been, they've been taking the piss out of him in a huge way, and which is the football way of course of doing it, but it has it's it, it's an inideal set of circumstances because they obviously. I mean, they've left Fabinho stay behind to get his deal sorted. That they've not with Henderson speaks to the weirdness of the whole situation. Well, exactly, and it just also speaks to the fact that it wasn't anywhere near part of the plan. It wasn't in the thinking. It wasn't in the process. It's a real. It's a bit messy, quite frankly, for my opinion. I mean, you leave one of them behind to sort of sort his deal out and get that over the line, but you take the captain with you now. Have they taken him because he's the captain? And you want to sort of keep him with the group and stuff like that, and you almost. For me, a little bit too much water's gone under the bridge now in terms of this deal. Because as you say, Paul, like everyone knows the ins and outs of the deal. Everyone knows he wants to go there. So for me, Liverpool and Aletifak have to find a way of making this happen. Otherwise, what happens? He just carries on as captain and we crack on from there. I just don't see a world whereby that happens personally. So it's a mess. He looks a little bit... He looks like he's got some weight on his shoulders, let's put it that way, in his facial expression and stuff like that in Germany, which again isn't perfect but he's Liverpool captain at the end of the day and the way it's been the way it's been played out and not through any fault of his own I guess because he you know hasn't this isn't what he wanted to happen I'm sure but I don't know it feels to me that this could have been handled better from start to finish from his party as well can I interject I I think it's good I think it's good business by Liverpool to take him to be honest I don't think it's strange at all in that if you are negotiate with somebody over a fee and you say you're fucking nowhere near and you leave him then that says something to me like you you are close whereas Mm. if you go listen it's 20 million or nothing we're taking the lad away with us you've got to stump the cash up because we're quite happy to have him in our squad this season and we don't want to let him go if we don't have to I think it's just I think it's just all a bit of gamesmanship from Liverpool's perspective. I think it's right to do that. Yeah. What, yeah. Did, what did that do for the group in that case? If you all know, as we're saying, everyone knows he's off and he's put there as part of the group, as the captain of the group. What does that say for that? I don't think it's Liverpool a great want him, and they're okay to. Would we be okay to keep him around though? After all, this? it's all part of the game. It's as long as your front is, he's okay to stay with us, even when you know he's not. That's fine. As far as your, as far as your, the squad shouldn't really come into it. I, I don't think, mm. anyway, because it's all about we want that money and we're not letting them go for less than. You're just strengthening your position. I think you're weakening it if you leave yeah, them at yeah, home. Yeah. It's just a weird. And that's the side I'm looking at. Yeah, you've, deta- you've determined that he's going if you leave him behind. Because exactly. we're all sat here at time of recording. Neither player has actually completed the transfer, but we're all here going for being done because you don't leave him at home from a, from a training camp if you think that's not happening. They're obviously happy with the the headline figure that they're going to be receiving to the point where there's no more. It's nothing more than crossing T's and dotting I's in that. Whereas the Henderson stuff, you're right. It sends and look and it, I've heard it said elsewhere, but you know we 
four years seems stupid of a contract to give Jordan Henderson, you know, two, two years, years ago. Mm. Um, it might be the thing that actually gets us a, a great bit of value out of it. It might also be the thing that, you know, screws Jordan Henderson's chances up of going and earning that kind of money. But I'm glad that, as we are saying there, if Liverpool are being pressured to change their transfer plans, well, having a resting back a modicum of control over over this is, I'm I'm absolutely fine. For this and I know there's, there'll be people out there and I've seen some in the comments of like well oh, get rid of him get rid of him get rid of him yeah don't don't do that until you're ready until it's the right moment you know I, I, York Schmadke should be sat there doing everything in his power to slow all of these deals down until he's got a big button that he can press the press that it's got Fabinho replacement written on it and that guy comes in you know is literally their 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 handing shirts over you know it's like a, like a substitution mm. little little hug on the on the touchline as you come in and he and he, and he goes out so I, I totally agree I'm, I it's awkward for the footballer and on a personal level I can appreciate the awkwardness but I think it's fine though I don't care if he's awkward you're forcing yeah. you out of Liverpool ask me if I'm asked I'm really not he's lost a lot of like it being so public for me is just you're taking us for a ride either get out of my club or simply shut up and get down to work. I, I, I don't, and that is how I want it to be. You are our club captain. You were potentially. No, but to me, he's here, is there? You were potentially <laughs> the greatest Liverpool captain, though. You'd won yeah. the most trophies. Mm. Don't try and take the piss out of us. And I think he's lost a lot of love from a lot of people, and I can totally understand why. At this point, it's just doing my head in because everyone's sat here on Twitter. Oh, Jordan Henderson looks unhappy. Oh, he's clear. Oh, he's getting phone phone messages, and I'm like, I, like I'm not asked. It might just be his family. I don't care. What I do care is you get it done quickly so that this can stop dragging out and we can decide what we're doing next. I do think a decision's been made there, though that. You can have, we. I think it works both ways, and Jordan Henderson's caught in the middle. But he, it's it, he's made this issue for himself. Mm. Is that Liverpool will double down on the fact that if it all goes tits up, he'll still turn up to work the next day, yeah. and he'll still put he'll still put a shift in. Um, Do you think he'd still be captain? That's a bit. That's a really good question. So I did a poll on this yesterday, and I think it was. 68% I think said that he should keep the captain's armband regardless. Really? regardless. Yeah. I wouldn't be on that side, mate. Don't see how he can. I don't. I personally don't see how he can, and I echo Chloe's sentiments about how brilliant the captain he's been, and it shouldn't end like this. By hey, the way, Stephen Gerrard kept the captain's armband twice when he nearly when he went to, he wants to go to Chelsea on two different occasions. Honestly, I don't think it's got anything to do with the fans. I think it's got to do with the squad. Yeah. And if the squad want to vote him as captain and he gets voted as captain, then that's that. Mm. Yeah. There's a lot more to this yeah. than the Gerrard stuff, though. But like the, 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 the club has got the club has got to always wrestle back as much control as possible in these situations. You think, you know, you don't want to be taken for a ride ever, do you? You don't want the player to have all the power. And the player does have 95% yeah. of the power nowadays, don't they? But when you have to you have to set your stall out at some points and you go, right, 40 million for Bino, yes, and go. You're not hitting our fucking t- mm-hmm. what we want for Henderson. No, you're not going, and we'll make you play. Which- you know, we, we did the same with Phil Coutinho. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We bought ourselves a few months before the big came in and we bought ourselves some time to plan who we were going to buy. But we ultimately knew he was going to end up yeah. playing and we ultimately knew he was going to end up leaving. And he did both of those things, but we got the time in to plan what we were going to do next. It's almost, you know, it's not going to happen over, it's not going to happen in January. I don't think it is going to happen this summer, but you still need to follow those sort of set things. But that is why, I'm. Um, this is why I feel absolutely no sympathy for the lad. It's because you've tried to take 
us for a ride and Liverpool have put you in the most awkward position whilst you be in the middle of the cameras in our camp away with us whilst Fabinho in the background just slowly works himself out of there I mean Jordan Henderson hasn't helped himself with what he's done in the past and that that is a massive thing as well but it's the fact that like I, I enjoy that we've done that for for the sake of we've made you now look like a little bit of an obed and the reason we've done that is because we want the right fee and we will get that right fee um and also if he's had contact with the the clubs to begin with surely someone has said to jordan Henderson, we think we can get you for free surely mm. something of that and for him to sit there and think that liverpool had just let him go for free i disagree on this i think that i don't i don't think henderson's come across like an absolute knobhead apart from the lgbt plus stuff, which in that instance, yeah, but keeping that aside from the football and side of things, he's not said anything. Mm-hmm. He's not said he's going. He's not said he's agreed. It. We're seeing all the headlines and all that type of stuff, of course. But, like, really, he's been asked to go on the training camp and he's gone on the training camp and he's working. So there he's fulfilling his role as a player of the Liverpool Football mm. Club by doing that. Um, in terms of that, specifically, we think he can get him for free. I can't imagine that's the case. I'd imagine they go, we'll agree a fee with Liverpool. We'll agree the move. And he's gone, OK, Sand, it shouldn't be a problem. You're a Saudi Arabian football club. He just didn't know they were the fucking skimp bastards who weren't going to pay any money. Yeah. Do research. But, like, uh, but, but, but that's the thing, right, is that... They wouldn't say, we think you can get you for free. Here's 700 grand a week, mate. We just well, no, think, but, but I make... imagine they'd say, we, we'll agree a fee with Liverpool. Will you agree to this wages? He might not have even spoken about a yeah, fee. Yeah, I agree, on, I agree on this, is that it's more likely that they've gone... Because it was even said as much as they're not going to put a bid in for Jordan Henderson until they decide they find out if he wants if he would be no, interested yeah. in it. So like when we say his agreed terms and all this, what we actually don't know is what this what anything means anymore or what it really looks like. The, the fact of the matter is he hasn't signed a contract with Al Etifak. He hasn't because he's not legally allowed to do that without having agreed a fee beforehand. Yeah. All he has done is broadly agreed the shape of terms. This, Harry Kane's done this with. But Bayern Munich, by the way, which we're going to do on the Biased uh, Transfer podcast. Casado's had this box with Chelsea for weeks. You know exactly, <laughs> exactly. You know these these things are agreed in principle. They're agreed in conversation. There might have been a handshake, or in this case, can you you know, but raising a hand on Zoom, I don't know. But the there's this is where it's this is where it does get confusing that we don't know the true information is somebody's somebody's briefed. I'll let the fact that they can get Jordan Henderson on the cheap. As in, they can get it. They think they think Liverpool will let him go for a free, and I don't know where that's come from. And I'm not sure. You know, as Jordan Henderson maybe said, this is and again I'm, I'm hypothesising here. Liverpool have got a great history of you know you go to Jurgen and you say, mate, I've had this offer. I think it's time to move on. And he goes, okay, that's upsetting. I'd like you to stay, but if your heart's if your heart's set on it, we'll, we'll we'll let you go. Has he maybe thought that that's what would happen? Has he maybe undervalued himself in how important Jürgen still sure, thinks he is yeah. to the Liverpool squad? Mm. Is that a potential? Or ultimately, is someone gone? If we offer you 700 grand a week, would you be interested in coming and playing with me? I'm Steven Gerrard. Would you fancy doing this? Here's what your role will look like. And he's gone, OK, listen, if you can all sort that out here, yeah, that's, yeah I'm, I'm up for that. If you can get it sorted out... And they've not sorted it out. And of course, because of the timing of it, Jordan Henderson looks like a massive gobshite. Whereas in reality, I'm not sure it's quite that bad. Because you're right. I get your sentiment, Chloe. I do. I'm not I'm not made. I don't really want anyone playing for Liverpool who doesn't want to play for Liverpool. But your point's right equally, Chris. It's not like he sat there on you know, on strike or he's going to the press going, Liverpool are denying me my dream move. From what I can tell, 
he's just picked his bags up and gone on training and his training just like everyone else at the, at the training camp. Mm-hmm. We've got a game on Wednesday. He'll probably be involved in some way, shape, or form in that if this nothing moves on, and then we'll and then we'll we'll kind of see from there. But it's mad. He's been totally fucked over by all this because that stuff getting into the book. Because again, it's the game. Just put a bid in. Just pay what Liverpool yeah. want to pay, and this isn't an issue. This whole back channel stuff, and now they're briefing that they haven't got a transfer budget. They've only got like fourteen million pounds mm. of a transfer budget to spend in total. On in total, it's like, <laughs> well, lads, you're shopping in the wrong fucking market. Then you know what I mean. I don't go into, I don't, I don't shop at Waitrose because I can't go into Waitrose and say, lads, this is my budget. Am I all right still to shop here? Because they go get out your fucking pleb. You know what I mean. That's just the, that's just the, the yeah, the, but the way it is. The other side of that is when a team comes to you in negotiations, and I fully agree, he might not have done anything. He looks like a major idiot because of everything else, and I won't be able to move past that. Um, <laughs> but the other thing is the fact that, like, if someone came to me with an offer in any work situation, if I was to leave here, I would go home, I'd go and research them, I'd want a face-to-face, I'd want you to tell me, break it all down and tell me every part of what you are, what you do, how much you work, what the project is. So, like, in any job that anyone ever gets, you'll get something like that and it should be the same with transfers. Mate, if someone's coming and offering you £700,000 yeah. a week, you probably think they can afford £14 million. You yeah. probably do. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? No, you don't I know, need to fucking do it. Come on, well, Carl. Apparently, apparently he's going to have to take a wage hit so to, to facilitate yeah, the transfer yeah, yeah. fee. It's so like there's a total budget a total for the deal. Budget. That's what I got told the other day. By, uh, by, so it was a total budget for the deal. And they went to Henderson and told him this, by all accounts. They said, this is our budget for the whole deal. Your wages and the transfer fee are going to have to come out of this. And his top-end wages are 700 k That's everything if Liverpool get nothing. So you work your way down from there, essentially. Oh, my God. I'll have to I'll have to I've got a slider. Literally, that's it. Increased wage budget. It's that yeah. career move, isn't yes. it, where you just slightly move it over It's, it's shambolic. It is. It is the shambles, isn't it? And, and again, we're lucky in some regards that Jordan Henderson is sort of the, the character that he is because if he doesn't come through, he'll just, he will just, he'll just carry on for Liverpool, won't he? The problem we've got is that he for me is that he's that he's a brilliant backup option, and I, you know if he if both of them go, I think we're in I think we're in dire straits because John Henderson shouldn't be playing thirty plus games a season for us, or certainly not getting thirty worth of starts for us thirty nineties or whatever say. But he's you know you don't go from having James Milner play as much football as he did last season plus Jordan Henderson playing that much to having neither of them available to you. That feels like like a, a big gaping hole that's going to be filled with misery like if we're not careful. There's two sides of this. There's also on this side of the couch when you say next season he'll be starting we're like, oof. Like, I can't see a world if I stay. Honestly, I can't no. see I can't either, by the way. And I'm, I'm okay with him leaving. Yeah. Mm. My problem is over the both of them leaving at the same time. Yeah. That's the big thing for me. No, yeah, I don't want... That's, that's it. Like, if you uh, turned around and said Jordan Henderson's going, sound all right, fine. He's not that big a deal no more, and I like in isolation. His, his leadership thing, I think, is now being overplayed as well. Like great leader, of course, he's great captain and mm. all that type of stuff, of course. But I said this last week, he wasn't as good a captain when he took over in 2015. He, no. he grew into that yeah. role and he became that captain. So there might be someone in the squad who can who can step up. 
But as far as a player on the football pitch, we can get better than Jordan yeah. Anderson. Mm. My problem is with get, who are we getting in as the six, and you know that's the, that's the big thing for me. He's a good option, don't get me wrong. And his leadership was there last season when we were shit, by the way. And he did us fuck all for points in the first half of the season. His leadership, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's nothing. It's, it's, it goes back to the squad. It's the squad thing. He, Colors. you're losing a step in your in your process by losing him at that at this point because you want to be buying better than him and we have but if he then leaves you're now left with only enough money to buy a backup because you know if, if we're doing it straight player for player I don't think I'm not sure you can get a player better than Fabinho for 40 million better and certainly not with the ceiling you know what I mean that we know he's got now we you know we're speculating that he's not going to be as good as he was two seasons ago ever again and I don't think that's a that's a, that's a fairly solid hypothesis as far as I'm concerned but I know again when I was doing Twitch last night I had a lot of people saying now nah, now that he's got legs around him he'd have, he'd have gone back to being mm. good again we can't know this but Jordan Henderson at 10 million pounds at 15 million pounds what are you what are you doing with that you know we're we just going to play Bobby Clark so what's the point of what's the point of buying who are you going to buy that's going to come yeah. close to doing that? And that's where you start to, your squad starts to get weaker without you realising it. Don't never buy backups, never buy under, never buy understudies unless they are in line to be the next. You know, they've got that space to grow and that time to grow, and that's what makes this. To your point, I think, Chris, particularly with both of them gone, you you're replacing. Yeah, I think you can replace Fabinho, probably just about. But to do both of them in one window is a that's a this is where we need the investments. The by the way, yeah. this is this mm. comes back to the, the ownership of Liverpool and how much we're willing to spend on 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 players because the backup player was Romeo Lavia at fifty million quid, mm. which is not the ballpark that we can afford for backup players. And you no, know, and, yeah, and him for fifty stupid. Even yeah, yeah, yeah I, and I, no, I agree with that completely. But Moises Casado, Chelsea are going in. I was reading an article before on the Evening Standard. Chelsea are going in at seventy million. Brighton won a hundred million mm-hmm. for a twenty-one year old Moises Casado, who's absolutely not worth a hundred fucking million quid. Um, so they, they, this is where we need to like, how do you get better? Jesus, you get better by having more money because the market's moved yeah. up. On far too much for where we are with our ownership at the moment. Yeah, it goes right. Go back to, there was an article, wasn't it, today about how there's a work. It's like the worrying trend of ownership, um, in, uh, ownership funding, and how sort of like ninety percent of the clubs are basically reliant on ownership funding, and we're not one. Which is sounds great if we manage to ride it out and everyone else falls off a cliff, then we'll be absolutely laughing off this. But you're right, I, I and I agree with that idea of chucking more money in if the play, if it's getting you the right player. But this is the thing. It's, I mean, look, if this is what the market is, the, the market is forever more. Then you can have to going to have to put up or shut up, aren't we? You know, we have to adapt with the times or or risk falling behind. And we've done some great business so far, but there's a real risk that we undo all the great work we've done to try and keep the market at a reasonable level to make sure we're not having our pants pulled down in, in you know in, in transfer negotiations. And we could have we could actually have to set fire to what we're doing. And then actually put ourselves out of the market in the same way because if that market stays that way, can we continue to afford that in January and the summer that follows and the summer that follows? But I agree that fifty million for Lavia, having us have the owners putting more money in, doesn't make Lavia worth fifty million pounds. It doesn't make a safe worth hundred million. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And then there's the knock-on ramifications of what that means further down the line. If we're holding Chelsea up as a fucking model, then we're stupid because they're, um, you know. 
the, the, the icebergs coming for them in a huge way. The other thing is, is we already wanted another midfielder. I'm pretty sure we all sat here and yeah. thought, yeah, we want a centre-back and then we want another midfielder. So the fact that we already thought we needed another midfielder to then lose two and also have to go and replace them, it's a lot, a lot of work to be done. We already knew it was going to be a mad season in, in terms of transfers, but... There is a, a very thin line between going one too far, and I hope we do not do that and we stand firm. Um, but back to the Jordan Anderson thing, you mentioned Coutinho earlier. The difference here is, is this is an actual Liverpool legend who legends don't leave like this. Mm. Legend legends leave like the way Bobby Firmino did maybe last season. You know the kind of Divock Origi even uh, not a cult hero. Those are the types of ways that you leave Liverpool Football Club. This feels very different to that yeah. for obvious reasons. Yeah, again, your legacy is in danger of being tarnished, isn't it? With all that, which is the, which is a bit of a sad thing in and of itself. Um, we've got some super chats. Um, Shane Almond says, "I will keep banging same drum. Move Trent to midfield and get a right back. Love Klopp, but he's so stubborn with Trent as he sees him as a right back. Love you guys." Um, There's not a lot of options out there for right back, is well, there? This is, yeah. Well, no, this is this is the other point. Is if we're going to persist with this formation and go to your point there because we don't know if you move Trent into midfield. So effectively, what that's saying is if we stick with this formation, you're moving Trent into Fabinho's position. We're then weakening the position that Trent has just vacated because there is nobody better in that position in world football than Trent Alexander Arnold. So you're buying someone else who can do that job. That what's more what's more difficult to buy? Uh, a, a world class DM or a world class inverted fullback? The latter. The I latter. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And the, the, the other thing is, as well, like it looks like we've been planning for this extra midfielder for months, mm. to be honest with you. And yet we still don't know, oh shit, we need a, we need a day one starter now. Yeah. It doesn't look like we've been planning for a day one starter. <laughs> it's changed the landscape completely. It's completely yeah. changed exactly, it all. Exactly. Absolutely. Let's, um, let me just find So that. even while you've been looking, while you find that, even while you've been looking for a DM, you've not actually been looking at the right type of yeah. DM. No. So it still doesn't help you all the groundwork that mm. you've put in. Yeah. Well, we were quite definitely. comfortable. Well, I was quite comfortable with where we were at in terms of our transfer business. Obviously, we got the two midfielders in. The Lavia stuff was kind of bubbling under and it felt like we were just waiting for a bit of a break. Through and I was fine with that, absolutely fine. And then this happens, it's like, right, completely reset everything. Is, I mean, we talk about it, but is Lavia still the one? Is he still on the table? I don't know. It's a difficult one now. Hawks and Super Chat in saying, folks, say, forget about the morality of the move with Hendo, but they're not just buying some midfielder, they're buying Henderson, his reputation, and everything he stood for. I wish him all the best, but I don't have to agree. I think that's absolutely, absolutely, that's yeah. absolutely fair, isn't it? Yeah. And that's the thing, you know, I, I kind of trying to bang this drum on the live show on Sunday is that I can't. You know, we can't speak for every group and how everyone feels about certain things. We just can't. But it's to say that people aren't entitled to be upset by that is because then, because why don't we talk about the morality of Liverpool working with Nike and Standard Chartered? Mm. And why don't we worry about all these other bad things that happen in the world? Sometimes people have got people have got their own moral codes. The things go against, and that's yeah, that's it's a very difficult decision and a very difficult. It's very difficult to discuss. There's no, there is no true right or wrong because it is entirely based on perspective mm-hmm. from those things. But um, yeah, fair. It is, it is a thing that he's gonna have to, have to come back to it. He's fucked either way because he's. No, he Everyone is. knows he's yeah. agreed yeah. to do this. So if he goes, then people are gonna go. Well, he's taking the money and you're doing it. And if it falls through. 
everyone knows that he wants to take the money and go and do it anyway. So he's made this decision whether it happens or not. Mm-hmm. It's just whether he gets to live in it 700 grand a week richer or he has to live in it still in this country, the, the, living up to the, the one you know, thing that he's still got going for him is because he's not spoken out, he could still come out and say... It was all a lie. No, he, he, he <laughs> could come out dream. and say, I've, res- I've wrestled with it and I didn't like the idea of going to Saudi Arabia. He could still do that. And Whether people are he could, has to be true, though. <laughs> he could it? still say it. And Ooh. he could still say it. He could say I don't it think it's the true. truth, and I think it would be a pure PR spin. Yeah, it would. But he could still say that because he's not said anything. No, I agree. He'll have to say something. Whatever happens after all this, he has to come out and give a statement of some description. And I, it has to I, touch on everything. I find I just think it's mad that he's agreed it. You know, not, but I, I can understand Still the money. Baffling. Yeah. And I say, it's just that thing of, you know, for the take on the morality stuff, it's, I just think when you stand up for a cause, mm-hmm. it just, we said this on the, on the Red Memory Acts, you stand up for a cause so publicly I don't. It, it closes doors for you, but that's the price of taking a stand. Sometimes it's just it's a price. It's like a, a, a an ephemeral, ethereal thing. It's not a real thing. Sometimes it actually is. A, you can put a valuation alongside alongside it. But if you're gonna be, if you're gonna stand up for something and firmly believe in it, it does mean that yeah. You know, if you doors are gonna be shut. Well, yeah, exactly. You know, it's one of those things. I've had it before. You can't be a very, very public left wing person and then get invited to the Tory party conference. Just, you know what I mean? Unless it doesn't. You care, <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. You know, this is the, this is the reason why Sasha Baron Cohen has to change his identity every few years because you don't get people 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 cutting on to who you are and won't let you into certain mm. certain situations. Um, to put a far lighter spin on this than the topic deserves. Um, Joe, I'm, oh, sorry, it's actually, sorry, we got an, I found the super chat. Um, since Ornstein's initial report asks, uh, says Ash, um, all subsequent sources confirm Hendo's strong desire to leave, so I can't see him staying now. He wants out. Um, yeah. I no, mean, no, yeah. should he? Yeah. No. No, like, that's the other thing at this point. It's clearly obvious to everybody that he wants to go, so don't yeah. go. Yeah, we have to. Yeah. We have to find the agreement on this. You can't. In my yeah. But that's uh, 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 and well, that's where it goes back to my. You've got to hold out for what you want. Well, this yeah. is the thing. One thing Neil, Neil said on Journal Insight was the problem is is nobody knows how these guys are going to conduct business because they've never been in this situation before. So you can't point back to it's all right. They'll crumble because they've no. done this deal before. There's more examples of Liverpool probably doing it than there are. Than certainly there will be at our Letterfac. And so it's that's the awkward cat and mouse thing of it it's like you're haggling with someone but are they hagglers or are they just telling you straight up this is the truth of what when you've done business with RB Leipzig loads of times you know roughly how they're going to react to things no one really knows that's what you're saying yeah exactly yeah Yeah, exactly that Um, right okay we're going to take a very very short break and when we return we're going to be looking at the transfer uh, links to replace Fabinho and potentially Henderson judging some of them and, and seeing what happens next for Liverpool Football Club Hey everyone, brand new month, brand new, incredible Liverpool competition prize over on redmenplus.com. It is this. It is what we have affectionately dubbed the Legends shirt. Every former Liverpool player that we interviewed over the course of the season, we got them to sign this wonderful Liverpool home shirt. That includes, and let me get the list for you, you've got Rush, Aurelio, Skirtle, Aldridge, Steve McMahon, Mark Wright, Jay Spearing, 
and Adam Lalana. All you need to do is go to redmenplus.com, uh, join as a club legend, or upgrade an existing subscription from club captain to club legend, and you will be in the prize draw at the end of the month for our incredible Liverpool legend shirt. Redmenplus.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, yes, welcome back. Uh, in part two, yes, we've said, we've promised, we've tried our best uh, to hold it back, <laughs> but we're going to talk around what happens next. We saw uh, Chris four names. Pretty much immediately linked uh, on Friday, Mel Reddy came out and said, uh, Calvin Phillips, Sophia yeah. Namrabat, <laughs> Romeo Lavia and Ryan Gravenberch. Yeah. Ryan Gravenberch. Um, thoughts, oh, wait, <laughs> thoughts on the reported list of replacement targets in one word. Chris Pajak. Underwhelming. That's exactly the word I was going to use. <laughs> Shouldn't have put it in the agenda then. Shouldn't have put it in the agenda. <laughs> <laughs> that was mine. Chloe, anything different? Shite. Shite. <laughs> Walking shite. Any list that starts with Calvin Phillips yeah. is yeah. shite. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. Um, yeah. We're definitely shining him, you know. It was very <laughs> much <laughs> like, he'll kind of go, 40 million for me, you know, 40 million for me. That's good business, that's good business. And all the people going, oh, Jordan Henderson, I'll try to name Michelle, blah, 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 blah. And then the list came off, and you could hear the sound on social media of breaks being slammed on. <laughs> what? Who? Um, in, look, in isolation again, I've actually got no vast problem with any of the names linked. That, look, to varying degrees. I have. Yeah, same. Um, I'll come and sit there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go over, go over there. But my general sense is the underwhelming thing is that not one of them is as good as Fabinho, even in his worst season. Mm. I think his worst season, and bear in mind, I'm about to have the season of his life last year. I would rather keep Fabinho and have an unhappy Fabinho and be out 40 million quid than get any of those guys. 
to be a stay one starter for Liverpool and that issue is only exacerbated further if Jordan Henderson's not at the football club because if you are you telling me that our starting DM from game one of the season against Chelsea at Stamford mm. Bridge is either a uh, a fat lad who's only played three games for City <laughs> last season. Um, not my words, by the way, the words of Pep Guardiola, sort of. Um, Sofia and Amrabat, who had a good World Cup, but otherwise, as you know, is a Fiorentina Conference League footballer. <laughs> Romeo Lavia, who is a 19-year-old child who's played about four minutes more than Stefan Bacetic. Mm-hmm. And Ryan Gravenberch, who got his big move to Bayern Munich and sat on the bench all season. Yeah, um, the six. Uh, yeah. If you're telling me any of those is starting game one for Liverpool, then we have made our team worse by selling Fabinho at any cost and replacing them with any of those lads. Discuss. Discuss. Can I just retweet? (laughs) 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 Quote tweet this. Anyone? That's that. Yeah. Um, it's it's the miles off it for, for various different reasons. Calvin Phillips is just a no no, like completely. Bugged. Can we just big. discuss the Calvin Phillips thing, by the way? Go on. What's he got going for him? English. That's it. That's Next. it. I don't get it. <laughs> Played no footy, injury problems. He was fit. He Shines. was very good prior to signing for Man City. I don't think he was that good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he had a good old, four games. He's old. Everyone thinks he's like twenty-seven. Everyone thinks he's twenty-one for some reason. It's, yeah. no, it's not him. It's not ever been him. Can't be. No. Yeah. He was next. Is no one so no one's going to make even a slightest positive He's a write off. Right That's not even. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. No, I've got nothing else for him. That's mad. That. Don't like it at all. He's shite. Like, one bit like yeah. he's not warm. He's shite. He's shite. Did he want to go to United as well? Like desperately at one point. He is. No, there is a little thing where. Like he was, I know he's had injury problems, and that's obviously we we know what that looks like. You can't necessarily write a football player off in their ability level because of injury problems, but like Man City have got Rodri, and he's not coming anywhere close to touching Rodri. And Rodri's the level for me. Yeah. Like yeah. F- Fabinho was the level, and Man City went shit. We need to go and get our own Fabinho, and they bought a Rodri, and Fabinho was better than Rodri, and now finally Rodri's. Overtaking him, you know, which is yeah. which was which is what happens. Um, I, I would have felt I wouldn't feel comfortable with Calvin Phillips above Pachetic, and that's not where we can be. That that can't be us. I think if yeah. you got, I think Agreed. there's a mad world where you pick him up for like fifteen to twenty no. million, right? And just to talk, talk and say because I'm talking about this, you can't buy you can't buy replacement players, and you know you can't buy squad players. Yeah. He's a rare example of that. I think I think he would be a perfectly adequate squad player for Liverpool. But again, to the point. He'd be sound for Tranmere as well. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be the best player ever to play for Tranmere football no, club by an Aldridge. It's, yeah. it's also funny that you think that he, in any world, that that lad's worth 15 to 20 mil. What did City pay for him? 50? And City will literally turn around and go, 60. <laughs> City have no interest in him either, have they? No, they don't, but this is what City do. They, well, they and they'll end up getting it. He's going to be there at 45, filling the English quota for yeah. Manchester. I'm a little concerned having slaughtered Arsenal last season for saying, how do you expect to catch Manchester City when all you buy is their rejects? Mm-hmm. And then us to go, right, come on, let's catch Man City, Calvin Phillips. Maybe get on the treadmill a little bit um, before then, but yeah. It'd yeah. be fresh though, so, I suppose. That's that's the one advantage. Yeah, it's not, not it's a lot of minutes in the legs in the last twelve months. <laughs> he hasn't had a lot of minutes for for years, by the way. <laughs> just to clarify that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he hasn't he hasn't done a Fabinho minutes level season since the championship. Like he had he's had injury problems since since then, so he's not done a full 
uninterrupted season in the Premier League. <laughs> Sounds like you'll probably be a target. Yeah. That's what we do. <laughs> Just saying. So Nabby was injured again at the weekend. Yeah, yeah. in the warm-up. Wonderful for him, though. Yeah, How was he doing it? Sofian Amrabat? No. I, I, he's, he's a good Calvin. player. He's a good player. He's not at the level that we need. He's also about twenty-seven now. He's, he's twenty-six, I think. He's twenty-six, going twenty-seven. Out of the four, if it is just that four, and I don't want it to just be that four, obviously he would be the one. Because he's the one to me who feels like the most similar to Fabinho stylistically. He's the one who <laughs> tall and bald. Yeah, a little bit of that. But he's the one who's sort of a bit plug and play, comes in, does a job, bit of a stopgap for a season, two seasons, whatever it may be, whilst you either sort of allow Romeo Lavia, Pachesic to watch and learn and grow and be that understudy, or you go and get the one that you really want next summer's time, for instance. I think Sof and Amy Bax, he'd be cheap enough, if like 30 million, something like that. He'd be the one you could sort of say, okay, not ideal, this isn't an ideal scenario, but go on there, go and do a job. Yeah, I, I think if you pair him with Lavia signing, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. But it, it is just the short-term solution. But you actually probably are covering the two years that you maybe wanted to keep Fabinho for. Yeah, yeah. That feels reasonable to me. He's not as good as Fabinho. He's just not as good at football. Mm. He's, he's a much more. He's, he's more of a destroyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's much more. He'll stop. He'll stop things happening. And I don't. I don't mind that. Actually. I don't like. I quite like the idea. I think we, we're lacking that. Actually, someone who aggressively wants the football mm. uh, or wants the other to the team not to have it more over. Um, but yeah, he's get it underwhelming, isn't it? It's. It's. A, I don't think we'll buy a player from that list to be our day one starter. I hope not. Lavia. We've said it a lot, I guess. Nothing really different to be had. 19 years old. Yeah. Fine in a world for me where you've still got Fabinho. Yeah. If you think that selling Fabinho just means we push the button on Lavia and that's it, job done, I'm really worried about it. I think before the Hendo and Fabinho news, I think Liverpool thought they could get him for less than 50 million quid. Post the Hendo and Fabinho news, I don't think you can get him for less than 50 million quid. Mm. Because you've just had your coffers filled up and Mm. all your bargaining position has gone out the window with with them two sales. Well, I wonder whether we'll sort of draw back from that signing anyway, not just from a monetary sense, but I wonder whether what we want to do has changed. And if we do want to push the button on the elite £80 million plus player, then you can't go and get Lavia as well. So I wonder whether because of what's happened, our plans have moved away from Lavia, not just money. I think the only way we go and get Lavia is probably if we do get another one off that list, i.e. an Amrabat, because as you alluded to there, I think an Amrabat plus a Lavia is kind of covering both bases and I'm just about okay with that. But Alavia alone just can't be your six going into the new season. We're miles off it. We're absolutely downgrading what we were doing. Yeah, big concern. The Ryan Gavinbert still falls into a very similar sort of camp. Is that again? He feel that he would have been a great third piece of business in a settled squad, yeah. mm. where you've got someone there. And the same with Lavia. It's like someone who comes in and there's just no pressure on him to be amazing from minute one of the football team. You can develop him. You can see how he fits. You can mold him to the shape you want him to be in. And Catherine Tehran was a bit like that as well. Um, a luxury project Sobers lies a first teamer McAllister's a first teamer you don't need and this is this is a five days ago you don't need a DM because you've got a 29 year old experienced DM you've still got still got something left in the tank with Hendo and Thiago's understudies that's fine if you don't if you don't even buy one in the summer you could limp through with the end of the season I think without having to solve that problem while the market develops if you had to um, and these signings all feel I mean Amrabat's just a He's just there, isn't he? He's just a he's just a, a senior football option. Phillips feels like not an option. Just 
joining the dots together makes sense on the Calvin Phillips stuff. Maybe Liverpool looked at him a couple of years ago and that's why he remains on a, on a list. And Gavin Birch just, yeah, he's just, he he's the one I, w- I would most want us to sign him out of those four in general. Yep. But again, yeah. What's, I, the, what's the mantra? Not as a day one. I was going to say shite. No, no Gravin Birch isn't shite, of course. Yeah. Like he's, a, he's a very good player. Um, I don't think we could have got him as a third option, to be honest, because I think the one thing he wants is first guaranteed yeah. first team football. That might have actually opened the door now with Fabinho moving, and that might make it a little bit easier to sign someone like him. Don't see him as the right fit. Don't see him as the right ty- type of DM at all. I actually, you know, I actually really think, and I mentioned this off off the cuff a couple of weeks ago about you know, a centre-half who could step up into the midfield and leave Trent in that position, that's probably where I'd go now. Instead of an out-DM, an out I'd be looking at that centre-half who can do it and step up just like John Stones, so you just leave Trent Alexander-Arnold sat there all the time and you just leave him in the centre of the pitch and let him get on with it. Because I think that's just it. that just solves a couple of problems all at once. It means you don't need that backup right-back, which I think you still need now anyway, if he's the one that's moving. It solves your defensive midfielder, it solves your centre-back problem, and it's almost one guy, and then you've got a couple of guys that you probably get into back them up. Do you want Trent playing in DM, though? Well, it depends, it depends, doesn't it? Because he can do it at right-back, and he's done it against the best wingers in the world. So... And I, no, sorry, no, I, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, actually, sorry, to be clear on that. I mean, he's technically he's playing alongside the DM in this formation, but actually he's afforded so much opportunity to get forward from there. You know, he's he's more advanced than Fabinho plays on the other side. And it's, are you actually limiting Trent by just making him the DM? Because that's actually of all those positions, it's the one that sits the, the deepest. But he's, he's still got to get to the right-back position. So whenever he attacks, he's still got to think about getting all the way back. All I'm saying is you don't need to get all the way back. Yeah, but you don't get as far forward. I think he could. I think he could. Um, and that, that's obviously dependent on how you shift your formation, what the other centre-halves do and all that yeah. type of stuff. It has to change. But I just feel like that one signing could nullify having to make three. Mm. Do you know what I mean? There is a, there's a diddle in here somewhere, isn't there? I think I wonder whether Pep and Yeah are going to kind of sat overlooking a lake somewhere with a notepad in hand, kind of going, well, what if we try this? Is there some way we can just shuffle the pack a little bit and give ourselves another... Angle of approach, I think that's that's definitely one of them. Um, the other, as I said earlier, is McAllister played alongside Casado. Mm. Could McAllister play alongside Trent Alexander Arnold? You'd need a right back to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. But then you'd at least have probably Sobers lie central. Um, McAllister's already alongside Trent Alexander Arnold. You got your Sally, you got your Diaz, Elliot. you got your your Gakpo or your Nunes up front. Yeah. You'd need a starting right back to be able to do that. And this is where it comes back to the formation stuff for me. Is like. It would be much easier if we knew exactly what Liverpool were going to do. And the signing tells you what Liverpool are going to do, mm. I think, moving forward. the first signing that we make. We, if you remember, this happened with the Coutinho summer as well, totally differently. But I was convinced that our formation plan that season, we were going to copy Manchester City and we were going to see Coutinho and Lallana in behind. And then the week before the season started, Lallana got injured and we got a bid from Barcelona for Coutinho. And it totally and utterly changed Liverpool's outlook on what they were going to do. Mm. And we never really got to see... That we just modified the plan and we roll and we roll with it and that's the thing we we were already uncertain 
about what we we're going to do. We'll ne- we might never know. We might never get to see the plan that was put, getting put in action up until Friday. Might now just be sat in a curled up in a waste paper bin somewhere, and now they're moving on to the onto the next thing. But the the fact remains is that the, the next player they need to buy needs to be a first team ready footballer. None of these solutions, none of the answers we've come up with so far, is anything less than a starting right back, a starting inverted right back, or a starting DM. Is it at this no, point? And it's who's who's out there and what are you what are you gonna do? I will just quickly jump to a, a super chat from Neil O'Callaghan. Uh, he says, if we just get Lavier and Colwell, FSG have basically told the fan base we're back to fifteen sixteen and we're gonna wait a few years for the title charge. Absolutely hundred percent unacceptable. Anyone? No, because that's going to cost you a decent chunk of money still, those two. Colwell. It's probably £110 million worth of football. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I still think that would be a good business, actually. Too. I'd be dis- I'd be disappointed with the Lavia one because we are leaving ourselves short in the midfield department, obviously. Colwell I'd be over the moon with, yeah. so it'd kind of balance it out a little bit for me. But to the point, I don't think it can just be Lavia. I think it absolutely has to be somebody more experienced than... Yeah, but I think if we went and got Cole, well, that'd actually be a bit of a statement. If you went and got him from Chelsea, that would be a huge signing. So, not quite for me. Cool. Yeah, I'd be really happy with Cole. Well, the midfield situation, the more we talk about it, the more I'm, I'm practically scared about it because for being, you know, for 40 mil, everyone's sat here thinking it's a great deal, but who the hell are you getting back for 40 mil for a DM? It's just not plausible. Um I am quite scared of that. Henderson, I'm not as scared of. That'll get resolved at some point because, like you mentioned, I don't, I don't think it can continue at no. Liverpool, so you're going to have to get him out the door, even if it's for 15 when you wanted 20. Liverpool will do something uh, because Jürgen, first of all, doesn't want players who doesn't want to play for him anymore. Um, but the Fabinho, I, I'm quite scared of because I'm looking at a list of players that I do not like. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think... I- I, I, I get the sentiment of the super chats. Yeah. I do think if we were to sign Colwell and Lavia, we would have to accept that we're not challenging for the title this season. Yeah. And it might be next season. So the sentiments of that I understand. But I, I I didn't think we'd be challenging for the title this season anyway, to be honest with you. I think mm. we were too far back. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't necessarily agree completely in that. It's like FSG throwing the towel in. I just think we were too far away to challenge for the title this season anyway. It might actually give you the best chance for two years' time. I don't think spending two hundred million pounds in the transfer market could be counted as like the ownership lacking ambition for it, and ultimately it's about what who the players are. Then if we're, if we're buying Lavia for fifty million, by the way, that's not FSG telling Jurgen Klopp to buy Lavia. That's Liverpool. That's Jurgen Klopp and Mike Gordon and the transfer million. committee choosing to spend fifty million pounds on a nineteen-year-old footballer, which I still come back to is just stupid. I think the Colwell stuff. I think I don't think there's actually a better option out there. Gavardi album. Gavardi album, notwithstanding. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's maybe one or two. So I, I, sorry, I'll, I'll, I'll change my, my but way. But not in our price so range, slightly. so it's fine. And not sure he's um, really in our price range, to be honest. But, you know, he's he's young, he's English, he's left-footed, yep. he can play left-back, he can play centre-back. Centre you know, mm. he's, he's exactly what I think we're looking for. Yeah. Um, so I think that would be a very ambitious signing to go and get him from Chelsea as well, who, who desperately need really good centre halves and have done for a few years mm. and have spent a fortune trying to trying to get them. Um I agree in the general sense of now with if you lose Fabinho and Henderson and your replacement for them is a nineteen year old Lavia, that's the warning. 
think I'm saying, but I said this all along. I think we decided in March that this summer was going to be not 15, 16, by the way, because that was Rogers to that was Rogers' last summer in charge. Klopp's first full summer was the one where instead of it wasn't the summer where we bought or the year where we bought Fabinho Allison, Van Dyke, Fabinho Allison, it was the summer where we bought Wan Alden, Mane, mm, yeah. Manninger, Clavan, I think, um, and maybe one more. Um, that's what this summer's meant to be. But the Fabinho Henderson stuff has changed our has put so much pressure on uh, on getting someone who is world class. So You'll we'll be see. glad to know everybody that lived pull up an asking price of twelve point five million pounds on Tiago according to reports yeah, today as well. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Imagine imagine today of all days be like, right, lads, we're losing Hendon Fabinho. Twelve and a half million quid for Barcelona. Seen that report, for, yeah. for, uh, can, I, can I just say Thiago. I actually wasn't comfortable and remain uncomfortable with forty million for Fabinho yeah. for exactly this reason. Thank you. I yeah. said this Friday with us. I've yeah. never been comfortable with it because I don't know how you replace him with 40 million quid. Thank yeah. you. I, said, I did say, and I, last week, I didn't really reiterate, reiterate it on this, but I think 40 million is what he's worth in the in the, in the yeah. standard okay. pre-existing transfer market. I I just re- I was really hoping that someone was going to give us an eye water and bid for someone. But if, if all this Saudi money's washing round, and even it's only fifty, <laughs> you know what I mean, or mm-hmm. or sixty yeah. for Fabinho, why can't someone be stupid like that? You know, like what? what can't we sell to Man Dead shit season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah maybe, that maybe that's it. I'm sorry, but no, I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. But no, like, but yeah, exactly. Please on the fucking pitch. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, if you Mendy. if you liken it if you liken it to like it's forty million when you've planned to sell him this summer, it's absolutely fine. It's transfer deadline day. The season's already started. Is it forty million? No, no it's a no. hundred kid. Yeah, <laughs> that's where we're at. In essence, not quite old, but that's where we're at. But this wasn't part of our plans. He isn't a. He isn't an icon as well, which is a point on Fabinho. It's actually the best. It, it probably it's probably the best player. In, he'll be the best player in the Saudi Pro League, probably. You know, he's he'll be the, one of the younger. And obviously, even Nevers, but he's better than him. You know, he's he's, he's young enough that he's still in his prime. Um, Everyone else is a bit of on the the way down, probably more than than he is. But the Henderson stuff, we forget this is if if he's still if Jordan Henderson's still there when we go to Singapore, Jordan Henderson's getting mobbed in Singapore because he is a huge global star, not in the way that we perceive it on the Ronaldo and Messi level, but outside of Little England and the mentality we have about these about English players, Jordan Henderson is a much bigger draw than someone like Fabinho. So maybe that's part of it is like that's why we're only getting market value for them and Liverpool are clearly happy with it aren't they you know they, you know, I the fact that they're digging in over Hendo who is 33 and isn't a guaranteed starter for the team but just went 40 million laughing there you go yeah crack on there's something in that I don't know what that I don't know entirely what that is uh, Shane Almond uh, says Edson Alvarez didn't he just win Wimbledon? Is that? Ah, yeah. That's Carlos. West Ham won him, but they. I think West Ham are quite keen on Wasn't him. Wasn't he supposed to go to Dortmund, but it fell that through? That never happened. Yeah, yeah, he fell through. Yeah. He, he says also, Chloe, I agree on Hendo. Um, yeah, I don't know enough about these. This is this is where we're getting to it now. We're in the people are just naming DMs, and then we're going to get annoyed when we're not bidding for these DMs. Um, it's going to be a fun couple of months. Yeah. Neil's back again, says, hey, why do we need to dampen our expectations for FSG? Lack of ambition. We're at LFC, we expect to challenge every year, not once, every now and again. I don't I don't understand that. who's 
I think it might have been my response. Uh, was it was it his earlier super chat yeah. about the 15, 16 stuff? I don't know. I'm not dampening expectations. I want Liverpool to challenge every single year, obviously. Yeah. Um, I'm not trying to dampen expectations. I just said I think we were too far away to challenge. Now, if you'd have bought me Haaland off City this season, that would change, but we're not in the market for Erling Haaland this season, um, unfortunately. Um, it's not... It's not dampening expectations. It's understanding the owners of the football club and roughly what the budgets are. Yeah, I, I, I looked the other day at City's like the the midfield balance. It was just a, I don't know, a bit of a thought a thought process to see the age range of midfields in in the top four and a couple of the challenging clubs, and then I did Real Madrid as well. And anyone over there was like I broke it down into over thirty. 22 to 29 and then under 20 and 21 and under and City have just got prime age footballers Kevin De Bruyne is their oldest midfielder at 31 now like Kovacic is just about to turn 30 if not if not I think he's 29 he'll be 30 soon or this season so he's on the, the fringe of that but everyone else is just in that sweet spot between 22 and 28 and it's ridiculous and they've got as you, they've got Erling Haaland scoring the goals at the top of the pitch they are just an absolute machine they've done their rebuild and they're ready and what are they doing they're looking round and it's like I've got the perfect thing. What do I need now? They've got the they've got the mansion and they've got like the the what, what, what we're going to add. We'll add a we'll add a pool in the back, uh, and then uh, we had a bowling alley underneath, and we'll add an indoor cinema. They're like fucking MTV cribs, and we are like a home improvement show. Where by the end of it, it's boss what we've got. But you know, yeah, you've not, you've not got. And this is where the magic happens. You know what I mean? It hasn't quite got that. It's just not what not not who we are, and not who anyone is other than other than these. But they're, they're looking at a team that won the treble and going, how do we improve that? Okay, we'll, we'll spend £80 million to upgrade Nathan Ache. Mm. And they won the treble. And, that's, and that, gets mis- that gets confused as a lack of ambition from Liverpool's perspective. It's not. It's just that City can do those things and we can't. Um, and it's the pattern of madness, unfortunately. But yeah, I agree. I think Liverpool can get back to challenging them. But we need... A strong headwind behind us. We need team unity. We need lots of time on the training ground, and we need some lads to just become absolute gems. We've done that before. That'll happen again. I've no doubt. Bacetta will be a great footballer. I think Sobislaj is a great buy. I think McAllister is a great buy. We've still got Mohamed Salah, so we've got loads of goals in there. Gappo, Diaz, these are fantastic. Trent again. Trent could play in any football team on the planet, and any team yeah. particularly who wants. He's one of the few who is still the idol. You know, look at Man City. I still think we've got a better goalkeeper. I think obviously Van Dijk's on the way down, but I think he's as good as anything they've got at, at, at centre half. I think the same goes for Canate. I know they're getting rid of fullbacks, but if they have anyone who actually plays as a left back, I'd still have Andy Robertson over any of their actual left backs. Trent is the best inverted fullback in the business, mm-hmm. I think. They haven't got a better Salah's better than Mares. I know he's going, etc., etc., etc. I don't think I don't think we're miles off. Don't think we're miles off. Unless we buy a 19-year-old as our number one DM <laughs> going into the season. Um, the question then, just to wrap this up, we were probably going to keep what we had and just go for one young option now, Chris. Is there a world where... Do we need two if we lose both? Or is there something in just going and getting a 23-year-old ready to... Breakout, you can just go and do what Fabinho's been doing. He just goes and plays 50 games. 
Yeah, um, I would go for a starter six is my first choice of player. I would... It's so difficult, this, because Henderson's so versatile that he, he backed up a lot of the positions, and that's where I, I find the difficulty. Yeah. Um, and again, I come back to it. If you don't know what formation you're playing, it's hard to pick the players, of course. But I would go for a six. I would go personally. I would go older than 23. I would go 25, 26, 27. Um, I would go... You, you, It has to be a dead set, what you're going for. I still think a, a 23-year-old, you're not quite there yet. Um, I want 200, 250, 300 top flight games under the belt type of thing. Um, not asking for much, I know, of course. I want him to be a destroyer who can play the football as well, play with the ball as well. You know what I mean? Um, and I would still be looking at a left-sided centre-half because I think, I'm sure other people will go another route on this, but for me, I think a left-sided centre-half improves your first team. Mm-hmm. And I think a six improves your first team. And I don't think buying two mids necessarily improves your first team as much as just left side of the centre half and a six if you're splitting your budget mm. so you're saying go and buy a 60 million 70 million pound DM rather than get a 40 a 230 million ones or a 20 million one and a foot yeah 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 I, I agree with that I, I genuinely do and I think it can depend on the footballer I think the the issue when you're buying 26 27 year olds is you've got a shorter window of usage out of them and the resale value is lower, but I agree you may be at the ground running a bit quicker. I don't know whether there's something, you know, it's been said, but is there a way where you go back for Barella and you do a diddle where you, you switch what you've got around or something? I don't, well, honest answers, I don't know, but Carly, what would you do? Uh, I'd keep Fabinho because the others are absolutely <laughs> shocking. Um, yeah, no, we need a, a number six, an out and out number six. I'd like. Uh, uh, we need first team quality. Um, I understand, which is why you've gone up in age, which is why Amrabat was the one that we all picked as the most suitable. But if I'm dealing with Amrabat as my DM next season, I'm going to be pissed off, to be perfectly honest, which is, I cannot. He might be a refreshing change, though. He's a good player and he gets the ball back. You just described him, that's why I was laughing. You just sat there and described him for a minute. He's all right. He's a bloody good player. It is underwhelming, though. Come on. It is. Yeah. a left-footed centre-back, which hopefully would be Colwell, and a, a, an out-and-out DM. Um, Ryan Gravenberch, I was so excited with him, mm-hmm. but he can't do that role. If you told me, right, I, I think Amrabat's at least on the level of Fabinho. I think where Fabinho this season would have had the edge is just that having played in the system before and then having known Liverpool and all that type of stuff. But player for player, I don't think there's too much in it. If you told me a week ago, we're going to switch Fabinho for Amrabat and we're going to sign Colwell, I'd go, thank you very much. No problem whatsoever. Mm. But that's with keeping Jordan Henderson. And that's the difficult thing is Hendo just plays everywhere. It's just the break glass solutions. that That's the problem with the losing Henderson as well, is that I don't really want to sit here and contemplate a world. You You are weakening your offering if he's the more you're reliant on a Jordan Henderson. You know, we had this when when Aldham left and he went from being the... Milner went from being fourth-choice DM to third-choice DM because we'd taken one Aldham out. And that's a very subtle weakening of your, of your proposition. And that's the that, that is the issue. But then again, if you then take that... If you took Milner out, who was there? Who became... Who, was, who would have been third-choice DM? It would have been like Curtis Jones or something. And that would have been a quite a sizable chunk of weakening of the uh, of the thing and yeah so yeah that's that's the the conundrum if it goes wrong 
you can just got a safe pair of hands there just to step in and do it for a couple of games where you go back to the drawing boards or you get back to training. Do you think we're just signing a DM and a left-footed centre-back? Because my problem here is then, say I sign Amrabat, he gets injured or whatever, is Stefan Bajetic my backup, which I am okay with, but I just don't want to play him through everything just in case once again that's the problem that is why the lavia thing was yeah it made perfect sense didn't it yeah so i think you can afford all three of them things yeah i think you can if you take that offer chris just gave us then amber bat and colwell and fabinho goes sound but i think you can also afford your understudy dm in all that because amber not going to cost the earth was he 35 if money yeah i think it was january linked was like around the 35 million pound marks you could get him colwell your only issue on this sorry dan is that or maybe it can work both ways. I was just thinking about this. West Ham are now cash rich and in desperate need of a DM. I haven't sold Declan Rice. Mm. Now, two things that will unearth the transfer fees of a number of footballers because they're going to be asking questions right yeah. now. So I, I had a look at it. Edson Alvarez is being linked with West Ham. Mm-hmm. Amrabat's being linked with West Polina. Ham. Polina being linked with West Ham. These players are all going to be floating around. There's an opportunity to to not have to get into like a Liverpool get a Liverpool tax on stuff because you just wait till one of them gets a fee agreed and you go go ahead. That'll, they're getting that'll, West Ham tax for the rice though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that and that mm. that is the then other other flip side problem is there's other clubs fighting for this. You've got who are prepared to play stupid money for things and so we're gonna have, we're gonna have to bite the bullet or pull someone out of nowhere and Rachel Todd just in the super chat in this said what about Florentino uh, Luis which is another one who's yeah. been who's been name checked is he um, the one that looks quite decent on he's that the one that play? is basically Fabinho five years ago yeah, oh, yeah. 20, 23 fits the model in terms of the physique and all that Six good on the one. ball yeah mm. yeah Exactly. Good for good. anyone know where the talks are with that. We interested. No, there's nothing. He, we Liverpool watched him. Liverpool watched them a few times. Apparently, according to this, is Anfield last season because the centre half is Antonio Silva that we were looking at at Benfica as well. So Liverpool have scouted him. Apparently, we don't know whether there's anything there now. He basically looks exactly like Fabinho a few years ago. If you want to know a little Damn. bit more on that, I had a good old chat with Neil Jones on Jado Insight today on Redmen Plus on that. So yeah, do chat that out. I did pick his brain on that because he's been one of the ones touting that name again recently. Um, there's, it's not nothing. It's just not. They're not like I don't think. I don't think Liverpool are sat around the table with Benfica at the moment over it. But he's that. He's one of those names that's on the list. Just not as prominently. Can I just pull Dan's thread here a second? How much are you saying you can get them three four? Colwell, Amrabat and Lavia, for instance. I think you can get Lavia for you 40 in the end. Amrabat, 35, 75. Colwell, I think you're going to do 65 million in for Colwell. So what's that? I don't Under, know, I wasn't really counting. <laughs> Under 40. You had your fingers on, Chris. I, I was just one, two and three. <laughs> <laughs> under, yep, yeah, three under 30, under 40 million. And we're recouping... On top of 95. Here's right, here's something then for all of us. Why is no one talking about Thiago in a weird way? Is it just because he just doesn't fit into any of our plans? Um, what do you mean? Like, he's, he's not I a six, he's is third, he an eight? I Where is he fitting? I think he's our third choice. I think, Does he well, become Henderson? I, I, Can I, he? I think he should... I, I said this, he's Fabinho's... Well, he was Fabinho's understudy for me. In, certain, in those games where you want to just... Move, you want to dominate the ball and you want to move the ball or you want to give him a little bit of rest but I think he plays I think he plays all three of those positions this season yeah. if we keep him but just less frequently he's definitely just the understudy to, to whoever needs understudy at that given time that was what Henderson was wasn't he yeah same thing But I, and I think Jordan's plan was that as well and then you've got these two senior lads who've got super super experience, anyway. great you know great leadership on and off the pitch 
great at bringing the young lads along. They're just there. They're in every match they squad. They're playing 30, they're playing 60, they're doing bit, bits and pieces through all competitions. Um, but if we then sell for, if we sell, to, I'm sorry, but if we sell Fabinho, Henderson and Thiago in this window, then I'm sorry. I, I, It's possible that we'll be fine next year. No. But I genuinely, I, we're, we're going back into the fucking wilderness. I'm sorry. Can you, can you imagine if Al Etifak turned around and went, sorry, Jordan, we've just heard that Tiago's 12.5 <laughs> and we can afford that. Uh, so actually, I'm we not, just want but, Thiago. No, but honestly, Chloe, fair, yeah. to be honest with you. Well, Chloe, honestly, it genuinely wouldn't surprise me. That's the, what's the gamesmanship that's going on with this at the moment. It honestly wouldn't surprise me if Liverpool were briefing that there's what you can get. You can get Tiago instead of him because they'd rather keep Henderson than Tiago, mm. which I'm sure will have people throwing the caps locks down the fucking stairs at this yeah. point. But um, and I, 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 I just think we should have kept done everything to keep all three and add a, add, you know, again, add one yeah. young, more young player, we'd have been fine. But it is what it is. Um, Luke McDermott, Henderson leaves and replace. With James Ward-Prowse. No. Oh, no. Aubrey texted no. me this and I didn't even bother replying. No, Fuck off. No. <laughs> Fucking hell. It's on the... Uh, he's shite. Calvin Phillips. In fact, he's that. shite without the E. <laughs> Not having James Ward-Prowse then, no. <laughs> Anyone have James Ward-Prowse? He's English and he's captain the side. That's all, that's all it is. Ooh, look at me. I can I take a free kick, know. but I'm shit at everything else. Uh-huh. And he's Can't like, run. It's like Rory Delap, but with feet. Feet, yeah. <laughs> No, I think he's all right. He's, all right. Well, he's right back a little bit, I suppose. He's got Newcastle written all over him, hasn't he? Mm. Okay, <laughs> this ended absolutely splendidly. Um, yeah, I hope everyone's feeling worse after that because I am. Um, <laughs> no, go back to the point. I, it, I, I don't. I've got far less emotional attachment to this all at, at the moment. I just can't do anything about it. I can't change anything. They've made the decisions they've made. I think forty million. When you've not got a first choice DM lined up, who's as good as Fabinho, is fucking stupid. Um, but you know, it, who did, what do they do next? That's what it's going to matter. Judge the window, not I just the window. It's going to be not how if, it is. I wonder if Liverpool have gone into the season the same way as most of the fans, where they're like, "I'm not 100 percent sure Fabinho's done, yeah. or he's or he can come back." And when 40 million comes in, when you've got question marks over your yeah. player, you might just think. I've, Twist. Will you get that next yeah. season? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. I think that's... Because uh, this is... I, I was trying to say this on, on Twitch last night is... There's a chance that he just comes back to his level. He's only 29. You know, he'll be 29, 30. He should, he should be able to get... I mean, Fernandinho went on forever. You know what I mean? You, in an so ideal world, you keep someone like him around. He kept improving, didn't yeah. he, as well? Because yeah. uh, your experience gets more and you become cannier and you become smarter in the things that you do, particularly in, in the DM position. Read the game better as well. But there is just that thing of, if Fabinho fell off a cliff next season, none of us would be surprised. If, like, if that was just his level, yep. you'd be like... You had all the last season here. There was all your evidence that this was gonna this was gonna happen. So I totally agree. I think I think it is. It's it's not stupid to cash in on Fabinho, but it is stupid to cash in on Fabinho if you can't afford and or and or the target that you want to replace him long term isn't available. Mm. That's, that's when you think of Fabinho's game last year, the biggest thing for me is he was late into the tackle. Yeah, yeah he was. late into everything. Can you improve that again? Yeah, he gets his sharpness back. Mental and physical fatigue, isn't it? Like maybe, or but again, if it's not, if it's just how your muscles are now, 
we know that, you know, it's just, it, there comes a point Players where... Players behind them, it has gone past them and he's trying to fucking tackle them. It was like. Brighton where he came on, I think, in the FA Cup, and he tried everything in his power to get sent off within the first minute he stepped mm. on a football pitch. The naughty one. It well, was naughty bad, one early, though. He just went, yeah. Yeah, he did, so yeah, I, I had some faith in him, to be honest with you, coming back to something like his level. Given what had gone before with the quadruple chasing season, just the amount of football, Jurgen Klopp's admitted we got pre-season badly wrong, so we'd have had yeah. that behind him, a little bit of a rest. I was holding out hope that we'd get something back. And my main issue with it is, and I've said it from day one last week, is it's just derailed everything. The reason we've sat here for an hour to talk about this is because our plans have been derailed. That's what's happened. And that's why I would have wanted more than 40 million because you want to come over and just wreck everything we've been sort of aiming towards all for the past few weeks. No, it's not how it's going to work. Unless we have... As Paul alludes to a second ago, a DM in mind who we know is available, who we know we can get with this 40 million plus whatever else we had in the budget, that's fine. If that's not the world we're living in, we've got a big problem. Mm. I also thought, you know, Fabinho was horrific last season, but he was one of many in that midfield <laughs> yeah, area. Stefan yeah. Vegetic, probably one of the only people, Curtis Jones, yeah. when he featured, you could turn around and say, hi, I'm not in that. So the fact that he didn't have any legs around them absolutely completely made them as well. I thought with a little bit of a rest and the fact that he's going to have cover hopefully in the likes of Lavia and the fact that he'd have Soberslime yeah. McAllister he would have had Hendo at the time he'd Tiago Curtis Jones Harvey Ellis we had so many more people who were ready and available to help when needed and you had Stefan Bajetas if needed and maybe Lavia I thought oh my god like you might actually see him go back to his best because he's got help yeah. around him and you can you can know when to play him when in Europa League he's not going to play that every week so I was really hopeful that the rest and everything would help but evidently I think it says that Liverpool weren't that they just basically yeah. accepted yeah, the first probably. offer or he probably. what you got sorry what you got to remember here how almost all of these Saudi deals apart from the free transfer ones obviously have been kind of pushed and forced by the player side yeah. So I wonder how much of that is involved when at play here because I know I spoke to somebody last week who told me almost exclusively these Saudi clubs go to the players' camp first and then they'll go to the club and say, I've been offered this much, can I go? So if Fabinho's done that and he's kind of forced a hand at the club, maybe our hands are tied a little bit and said, you know what, again, Jürgen Klopp doesn't want players who don't want to be there, etc. Mm. If he's already made his mind up, that's that then. Yeah, like they don't, they trust Henderson not to kick up a fuss, but do they trust Fabinho to, exactly. to, to do the same? And, and again, it's what's, what's, what's worth the trouble? Who's, wor- who's worth the backlash? They've clearly decided that the, maybe the minimal, it's minimal chance of backlash with Henderson and it's worth sticking it out in case there is a little bit of it like riding him you know what I mean just just putting you know putting the elbow on his back a little bit whereas Fabinho they've gone what do we do we go no but then we're stuck with the lads who realistically we're going to we're definitely looking to move on at some point we're literally linked to his replacement yeah yeah, he knows that, and he, yeah, he that. knew this last summer as well by the way you know that you know he's he's known yeah. that he's on his way out for a while or we've been looking to actively replace him and now it's come around and I think I think that maybe that's just it it's just so look you know we know mm. we're going to take this opportunity to, to to run with to run with the money instead um, Shane Armand another super chat says for those saying Tiago is the six that sounds like good um, too late he pulled a hammy reading your suggestions yeah Shane Almond. You're nuts. Yeah, Tiago. <laughs> Tiago, though, yeah, good for him. Uh, maybe there is a world where you don't just don't play Tiago until he gets injured. Maybe play him and then stop and then let yeah. him recuperate and then play him a little bit more and then rinse and repeat that cycle as opposed to just ride him 
until he's dead and then and then get upset at that thing anyway um okay cool sounds right we're going to wrap up there we're going to be doing the bias transfer podcast we're going to be picking up on some of the fascinating stories uh, outside of liverpool in the transfer market harry kane um is once again stuck in a transfer tussle this time by a munich uh apparently enraging uh levy at spares that's going to be a fascinating one to see how that develops we're going to be chatting chelsea latest man we're gonna have a good laugh at manchester united because as much as they're paying 50 million pound for goalkeepers they're still an absolute fucking shambles and it's hilarious so we're going to do that as a large focus the yeah. no <laughs> and one of the ones they've been linked with scored nine say that goals and they want hmm. 60 70 million pound for it. it's a great deal it's like the <laughs> yeah. uh, yes go to uh, and join us for the bias transfer podcast um, before I go as well in fact I'll play it out on this we've got a brand new book uh, that is available for pre-order right now probably for me you know best in the world oh, we've got a super chat um and I can't remember where we go uh, Hawks says if we're in a lurch for the season we do have a Premier League experience number six McAllister good shout um, he is two foot tall though so let's uh, let's try and get a big lad uh, if we can please but thanks thanks for the comment uh, second Hawks. most ball recoveries in the league at the point when he stopped playing that six when they broke for the World Cup behind Ackman Rice last season cool Cute. And all the ones that he didn't get were when someone just like Chipped lifted over. it very slightly <laughs> over his head. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, right, yeah, sound. Anyway, I'll play it out on this. Uh, yeah, we've got a brand new book, Bobby Firmino, Best in the World, that is available to pre order. I think it's sensational. Grab yourself a copy while you can. Hey everyone, what's happening? Are you a huge Roberto Firmino fan? Well, why don't you check out our brand new book, Bobby Firmino, Best in the World. It is available right now for pre-order. It is a prestige A4 format book with incredible stories, fantastic stats, insight, photographs, and unique artwork from a whole host of incredible Liverpool artists as well. So yeah, for you and for any great Roberto Firmino super fan in your life, celebrate the life and times of the boy from Maciao, the boy from Brazil, the boy that the cop absolutely adored, and it's available on pre-order on redmenmerch.com right now.